And this is uh, my last time preaching in Henderson, and it's a it's it's a special day for me. And I just uh, just wanted you to be aware of it. You know. Um, okay. What I want to preach about today is passion. I'm going to throw a little zeal in there in the mix too. We'll get in a little bit of that, you know, and uh, I want to give you a complete diet today in there and uh, make sure that you leave here fed, fed well, you know, with the good nutrients of the Word of God. See, all of his good words in the Bible that he gives us are nutrients for our help and for our soul and for our spirit. So uh, so let's uh, feast a little bit on the Word of God today. I kind of, I don't know where that came from, but thank you, Holy Spirit. Um, so what I'm going to start out with is, um, is Paul in Romans chapter 12, 9 through 21. It says, let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Catch, catch this line now right here. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit and serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now what this is, this context here in, the, in uh, Paul's writings is, it's the marks of being a true Christian. These are things that I just read in his words that we really need to be, to be a good good Christian, to be um, passionate about one another, to be passionate about the things that he spoke of in his word. Um, passion in the church is, is so needed. We have to have passionate for God. We have to have passion for, for everything that we do in service for the Lord. I'll get to that a little bit later. But what struck me most in this whole thing is do not be slothful in zeal. This is this is kind of tough. So, uh, um, but here it is: to be slothful in zeal is to be lethargic, have low energy, be jaded, run down, weary, apathetic, dull, sluggish, lacking enthusiasm, half-hearted, lazy. It is to be lifeless, listless. Lacking in purpose, just no longer really caring. If we're in that situation in our lives, what good are we doing? 
Paul's teaching about being in his word about would being passionate for the Lord and for the people and for the things of God. But uh, so many Christians has gotten to that point in their lives. That's that's where they're at. They're in the in the definition of someone that's um, slothful in zeal. You know, a lot of us were when we first got saved. That list I just read, none of us had that, Eddie. We had excitement. We had passion for the Lord. We had passion for our friends. We wanted to tell everybody about Jesus. But then a lot of people just, it just kind of wears off over time and over the years where we just, uh, uh, we get into that being lethargic about serving Christ. We slide in that so gradually, usually, that we don't really realize where we are. We don't notice the signs and the symptoms because it's a gradual thing. It's like throwing the, what is it, you throw the, the frog in, in water and you slowly turn up the temperature and he doesn't realize it and he just sits there and dies because it, the water gets too hot and he just, just cooks. And that's the way a lot of us are in our lives as a Christians. We just uh, um, we lose our enthusiasm for Christ. We lose our enthusiasm for one another. We just we go through the motions in our life as Christians, and and man, that's not what God's got for us. He's got so much more. Man, we should be alive in Christ. We should be a happy, joyful people. That can't wait to celebrate Christ and share Christ and, and come to church and love on one another and just look, be excited about doing the works of God that, that He has given us in our lives. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here, but about the gifts that He's giving us in our lives. You know, at first we, we get them and we think, God wants me to do this. Man, I'm excited. I can't wait to get into this. And before you know it, you've never really got into it. Or you started it and then you've let it go to the wayside. That's what that God has for you. See, you're robbing the whole church body and Christianity as a whole when you let go of things that God has given you. He gives God things. God gives these things to you for your benefit and for our benefit. See, if, if you're not doing what you're supposed to do for God, you've gotten lethargic and you no longer really care. You're destroying the body of Christ. You are, you are grieving the Holy Spirit in your life and you don't even realize what you're doing. You, you in, in numbers, we can just bring down a whole body. You can bring down a whole church when the church becomes this way. We have to be joyful in our praise and worship, joyful in serving God and be excited about getting out in the streets and going to the neighborhoods and doing what UBC is doing and, and telling our brothers and our sisters and our neighbors how exciting it is to be a Christian. And we know and we feel God's presence in our life and what a joy it is to know that God is not there, that, that God will never leave us or forsake us, that we've always got a friend when we don't think we have any. It's so awesome to have passion for God. Oh, what passion. Now, David, in Psalm 63, verses 1 through 8, I am reading out of the uh, NSB, by the way. Oh, God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. 
My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night because you are my helper. I sing for joy in the shadows of your wings. I cling to you, your strong right hand. Holds me securely. David had a passion for God. The word even says he had a zeal for God. I don't think there's anybody in the Bible maybe that loved God more than than David. Or or more in the New Testament, more than Paul. They They were in there. They were in for the win. They was in for the long haul. They knew what they had in God and what they had in Jesus. And they were willing to die for it. Actually, Paul did get martyred for it. But look at what all he went through for Christ. And Paul, in 1 Corinthians 19.23, he said, Even though I am a free man with no master, I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. When I was was the Jews, I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. When I was with those who followed the Jewish law, I too lived under the law, even though I am not subject to the law. I did this so I could bring to Christ those who under the law. When I am with the Gentiles who do not follow Jewish law, I too live apart from the law so I can bring them to Christ. But I do not ignore the law of God. I obey the law of Christ. When I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share its its blessings. Paul was so passionate about people, about leading them to Christ, about teaching the new words. He was willing to do anything he had to do to save a few to save one. Look at what all he did in his journeys and travels, all the beatings that he took, thrown in prison and bitten by snakes and uh, all the threats on his life and everything he did. He did it with passion and zeal for serving God and for sharing the good news of Christ that you too can be saved. He went into the land of the Gentiles and he helped. Paul actually brought Christianity to the whole world through his evangelism, through going out of, out of his home church and going out into the streets and traveling and sending out and raising up other preachers to, get, to go in and go out of other countries and spread the word. That's what you call passion and zeal for Christ. I don't know how many of us would be willing to do hardly anything that Paul did for Christ. Our society is not the same these days. We don't we don't regard God like Paul. I hate to say that, but that's where we're at in our society. Things were different back then. The, the men were different back then. Men were strong, Eddie. 
not just physically, but, but strong in, in, as being men. But men have become weak over the, over the many centuries, and uh, uh, we're just not what we used to be. But we need to get back to that, Eddie. That's what I'm striving for, is to get back, for men to get back in our church and ministry and, and, uh, and whole Christianity and all the churches around here. The men get back to being the men who they were supposed to be, like the men of God in the Old Testament and the New Testament that was willing to lay down their lives for Jesus. They didn't care about being martyred. They was glad to them because Paul said to live is die and to Christ is to live is Christ and to die is gain. Passion. Where's your passion? Oh my gracious. I tell you what, I become more passionate every day, Eddie. The zeal of God has been growing on me and in me and I'm trying to let it out of me in a way that you can understand and a way that would change your life. I'm not better than anybody, but I am so full of Jesus that I want to share him with you. I want you to get to a place in your life where you are passionate about Christ. You have zeal with the, with bad news and things that's coming. They try to attack you. They just slide up for you because you got too much of God in you for them to stick. Hallelujah. Praise God. And we can get there if we want to. If we strive to get there. We have to put an effort into it, though. We do, but that's so sad because we're not willing to give the effort that we need to get to be that passionate about Christ and about God and then having zeal for him and who he is. How can you not have passion in Christ about what he did for us on the cross? You know, it means a lot to us when we first get saved, but, but that too wades and it fades out of our lives. And then it becomes just a catchphrase. Jesus died on the cross. Well, how sweet. I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm telling you the truth. Man, look what he done. His love was the most passionate thing that's ever happened to humanity. His love is so great. How great is his love? In comparison, how great is your love for one another? Are we there when our brothers and sisters need us? Where are we in our love walk with Christ and with our when with the fellow Christians and people that we meet on the streets? Do we have passion in, uh, enough passion in us to to uh, to be loveful and be kind and be joyful and and um, try to help people that are in need? They're not just another class of people. Lost people aren't. Poor people aren't. They're not just another. They're the same class of people where we are. They just don't have Jesus. They just don't know how, how to serve. They don't serve Jesus. They don't know how. They don't know about him. I wrote this down. Passion is a God-given desire that compels us to make a difference in particular area of life or in ministry. Passion without helping others is called a hobby. A hobby. A lot of us have hobbies. One of them's church. Sunday morning. Gonna go have fun with my hobby. Gonna go to church. Gonna go to church. Gonna go out and eat a nice big meal. Go home, take a nap. Maybe watch some football, baseball. That is not passion. Serving Christ is not a hobby. Serving Christ 
is a, is a choice and it's a lifestyle. Who do you choose today to serve? Who do you choose to have passion for? What's important in your life? What should, what can be more important than serving Christ and helping others? Nothing. David said in Psalm 69, 9, passion for your house has consumed me. There was a song that I used to sing. The zeal of God has consumed me. It burns within my soul. A driving force that cannot be stopped. A fire that cannot be quenched. Oh, hallelujah. What a force to be reckoned with if we use what we have in Christ. The, the world doesn't stand a chance against us if we get in the right place. Right now, in I've seen so many times where a crowd of, of ten people that don't love Christ or are against the, the good ways of the Lord can shut down a crowd of a hundred of believers. They cow down to them because they speak loudly and throw a fit and cuss and rant and I've seen it too many times. How dare we? How dare we not stand up for God who created us? How not will we stand up for the love of Jesus that cried, that died for us? If we get enough strength in us, we get enough passion and zeal in our life, we can stand up against those people and just blow them out of the way. Because we're walking through. I belong to Christ. I have the power of life in my Christ. I'm passionate about him. I have God's strength and God's joy in my life. I'm just going to walk right through you like a bowling ball going down and striking the pins and just blast out of the way. Man, I loved it when I used to go bowling and I hit one shot like that where they just exploded out of the way. That's how we need to be as Christians. We need to walk into the face of the enemy and just blow him off the roof. Hallelujah. Are you getting this today? I'm excited about it. I tell you what. Woo! Glory. Woo! Man. You know what? Man. Woo! David was so passionate about worshiping the Lord. In 2 Samuel 6, 16, you know what David was seen doing? He was seen leaping and dancing for the Lord, you know, without his clothes on. and uh, Naked for the Lord. He was passionate for God. He didn't care what anybody else thinks. When you've got that in your life and you get to that point, you've gotten somewhere. David's love of God was just so deep within him. It did consume him. He just longed to be in the house of the Lord every day of his life and in his presence. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Another definition I found for passion is um, this is, says, passion is an intense emotional response, usually due to something new or exciting. Zeal, on the other hand, is commitment energy into pursuit of something meaningful. Passion is intense emotional response, usually due to something new or exciting. Get to the next level in Christ from where you're at, and that is something new and exciting. See, there's a ladder like we can climb. We start out getting saved. And we really love Jesus. We're excited about it. And we develop some passion. And we, we step up to the next step on the ladder. We get a bit higher, a little bit closer to Jesus. Uh, we start to realize who we are in Christ. 
we start to realize what we can do through him and and we start understanding a little bit about church and what church is all about and we start to get more passionate in our life and then we go on up to the to the next step and 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 we start thinking and learning about our spiritual gifts that God is giving us and and we realize if we realize what we have in Christ and what he's given us and what an honor it is for Christ to choose you to give a spiritual gift we get we should be getting more passionate and desiring to go to the next level we should never until until Christ comes back away die we should never be far enough up the ladder. The ladder should be an English ladder that we climb, trying to obtain the best things that we can from God and the love of God until the day he takes us home. Colossians 3.3. 3. This is Paul again. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than people. I covered this a little bit already, but Passionate about everything we do for God. Passionate about coming in here and, and cleaning the toilets. Passionate about coming in here and getting on this stage and picking up a guitar or playing a piano or, or a synth and singing for the glory of God. Ryan, you should be, when you lay down in your bed Saturday night, the praise team, you should be praying about the service in the morning, in the next morning. And having God to bless you and set the atmosphere for you to come in and do what you have to do to bring in, to usher in the spirit of God, the holy presence of God into the sanctuary to help change the lives of the people. That's what you're supposed to do. I'm not saying you don't do that because I believe you do. But that's, you know, there's other people, other people in worship that might listen to this message that don't understand who they are and how much passion they should have for the gifts and the talents that our praise team have. And I really appreciate that, appreciate that so much. You have no idea how much you, you guys mean to me. How much it blesses me every Sunday or every, every chance I get to hear you worship that you're doing it for the right reasons. You do have it. You, you do it with passion. You do it with zeal. But I want you to get even stronger and better at it because God can give you more and more in, in your, in your ministry. Like I said earlier, the passion for giftings. So many people in churches that aren't using their gifts. I don't know if it's because they don't really understand what a gift is from God. They know that God has called them for something and they think it's supposed to be something and they don't look into it. They don't search it out. They don't go to the pastor or an elder and ask them, what does this mean and and how can I get there? They're like, well... I don't have enough time to for this gift thing in my life. I got too other, too much other things to do in my life. I I might get to it later, but right now I you know I've got grocery shopping. I've got I've got to look up coupons online, or I've got bowling league on Thursday nights, and uh, you know whatever it is, whatever it is before you put before God. But the gifts are so important, especially as you see what the churches, all the churches were, for the last year and a half. Eddie, me and Eddie's talk about how they've been going through things and how God is dwindling the numbers, but the only the ones that are remaining are the ones that God is wanting to be used by. The people want to be used by God. They want to use their gifts. They want to be there. And, and churches have shrunk down and the congregations are coming together as one to have a church because they had now gotten to a place where they've got out the people that doesn't want to serve Christ are there for the wrong reasons. A lot of these people has left the church. And that's not by 
uh, circumstance. That's, that was the plan of God for where we're at in, in, in our time and reality of God coming back. This, this is how this is working out here in the end days and things are changing. It's not status quo anymore in the church and serving God. God has changed things up on us. So we got to go with him. We got to go with the flow of Christ. Jesus. Let me. Yeah, Jesus was passionate about the Father's will. In John six thirty seven through forty. However, however, <clears throat> those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them, for I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will, and this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of those he has given me, but I should raise them up in the last day. For it is my Father's will that all who see the Son and believe in him should have eternal life, and I will raise them up in the last day. Jesus was passionate about doing the Father's will, even to the cross, and all he went through in his life. He went to the cross thinking about you. He was passionate about you on the cross. His love, which is the number one most powerful thing in the universe, was focused on you on the cross. What passion. Because this is a familiar verse, but but listen to this. For this is how God, who loved the world, gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. See, God was passionate about us. His passion and love for us led him to send Jesus to earth for his journey to the cross to die for us who was lost because of sin that had come into the world in the Garden of Eden. God made a way. God had a plan to, to remedy that where we could cross back over into being his, truly his, by giving our lives to him. God was actually passionate about his whole creation. He was passionate about the animals that he, that he made, about the, the waters and the fishes in the ocean and the birds in the air and the lions and tigers and bears, oh my. He was passionate about all that. And he made them for us. He made him for our benefit. The, the beauty of nature and the wonders of the heavens and the earth, he laid them all out so everything would function together properly, that the, that the whole world would be in sync with who he was. He made it for us. He was passionate about us. He set things in order before he even created man. He had it all there for us. Romans 5, 8. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die while we were still sinners. You see, in John fifteen thirteen said, Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. I'm a friend of Christ, and he died for me. And a lot of people will use that in context with, with uh, loving our brothers and sisters and Christ so much that, that we would step in front of him and take a bullet. I believe I would do that. 
I believe I would stand and take a bullet for anybody in this room. And I believe there's men in this church that, that, that feel the same way. If you're a true man of God, you would. You'd take a bullet for anybody in this room. Mark 10, 45. For even the Son of Man, he came not to be served, but to serve others. And to give his life as ransom for many. Came not to serve, be served, but to serve others. He didn't come down here. Tracy, you can uh, come on up. Okay. Um, he didn't come down as king of kings and lord of lords and, and, um, set his place up in Jerusalem, whatever, and just wait for people to, uh, to come bring him food and to serve him and to draw his bath and, um, uh, to do all the things that he could have been as a king if he would just, uh, showed him, showed him who he was right off the bat, went in and started doing all these wonders and miracles and, uh, all the stuff in front of him. And, and they would have, uh, just, just been in lines for miles long to come and do something to please him. You see, but that's what we should be doing for Jesus. We should be standing in miles, in lines miles long to get to some place to please Jesus and to do his will and to love love one another. That's what it's all about. Because he, he is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. He's the bright morning star. He's the first and the last. He's Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nishi. He's, he's everything and all the names that are named for him are properly due to him. I'm so proud. It's so good to read all those names of Christ throughout the Bible and just and know the meanings of them and how, how much privilege it is and how much it just fills my soul and my spirit to read about my Jesus, my Savior, and what he's done for me. See, things like that is what, if you're not passionate, can help you help you start to learn how to be passionate. Go look and read about his love. Go and look at all the names of Jesus and look up the definitions of them. Who he is. Let the passion grow in you. Just because you don't have passion now doesn't mean you can't have it. It's there for the taking. All you got to do is start praying about it. Start getting in your Bible a little bit more. Reading about the things of God. Reading about his love for us. Look up the things that is going to um, build him up in your eyes. And build him up in your spirit. And let yourself develop a passion for it. Be passionate about learning how to be passionate for God. We can do that. You know, when I first was called into ministry, as a worship leader, I was shy. But one day after church service, I said, Pastor, can I sing a song? He said, now? I said, yeah, right now I can't, I can't wait any longer. I have to sing. So I got up at the end of the service and sang a song without any music. And it was awesome. See, God had called me into something. Even though I was shy, he gave me the strength to step up in front of the congregation without any music and sing a song. And that fire to serve, to serve God, that fire to sing and worship God has been in my life ever since. It's never left me. Even though I'm not leading worship right now, I still have that fire and that passion in my life to worship Jesus.
to sing songs of worship and let me and let it draw me in closer to him. I've got that passion. Oh, glory. In John 10, verses 17 and 18. The father loves me because I sacrificed my life so that I may take it back again. This is no one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to and also to take it up again for this is what the father has commanded. Jesus didn't have to die on the cross. He could have called down the legions of angels and and come and wiped out every Roman on the earth. And see, he could have got up and boastfully said, See, I told you I was the son of God and you wouldn't listen to me. But no, he went through with his mission. He went through with his passion for the people, with his passion for me and you and everybody in this room and everybody listening on the radio. He followed through on what he was supposed to do by dying on that cross for us. A lot of people, we... We, we want to get do something big for God and everything, but, but then we get thinking about it and we get nervous. We get, like, thinking, I'm not good enough for this. Yes, you are good enough for this. You're good enough for anything that God has you to do. You say, well, I don't have the strength for this. I don't know how. God will teach you. God will show you. God will speak through you. He will give you strength and he will give you knowledge in anything that he's called you to do in your life. Let's don't waste it. Seek, seek the gifts that God is giving you in your life. Seek all of him, all that you can obtain. Seek his presence. Even when you lie down to sleep at night, you feel his presence in the bed beside you. Seek all the love that you can receive from him. Seek God. Love God. Be passionate. Be zealous for God. Jesus, Father, Lord. God, I thank you for this sermon, God. Lord, I thank you, God, for speaking through me, Lord. I never amaze, Lord, every time I get up and preach what comes out of me, God. Because, God, I give it to you. I give you my my voice. I give you my voice box. I give you every breath that I have. Lord, I give you every word that comes out of my mouth, Father, Lord God. It's coming from you, Father, Lord Jesus. Because I know, I know, and I tell you over and over and over and over and over again, I don't even want to try on my own because I would fail without you. God, I just, I just praise you for who you are. I'm praising you that, that, that you've allowed me become, to become so close to you in my life. And I'm hoping that, that what people see in me will, will help them desire what I have, Father Lord. I'm not bragging on myself, Father God. I am bragging on you, Christ Jesus. It's all about you, Father. It's all about who you are in our lives, Father Lord Jesus. Every day, every breath is about you, Father Lord God. Help draw draw us close together, Father Lord, in unity and love and praise and worship for your holy, holy name. God, I praise you and love you. 
going to sit down if anybody needs prayer for anything. If you want passion in your life for Christ and, and you need help, we'll pray for you. Tell you what, God is so strong in here today that I could just, uh, it's hard to stand on my two feet right now because there's so much power in here right now. And, uh, and I just thank God for what he's doing. This is the God that you serve. preaching man I love Tony Evans and he was preaching about the judgment seat of Christ when when all Christians we stand before him and give account of ourselves and I said man that really ties right in with my message this morning about we're going to be accounted for things that we've done and things that we didn't do for him and serving him in our walk I was like man if people just get a hold of this word that the Lord has given me today and we start doing more and more for Christ in a passionate way, man, we're going to be a whole, whole lot easier on us when we stand before him at the judgment seat because we're all going to have tears that he's going to wipe away for things that we that we should have done and the ways that we acted and things. But he's going to, you know, he just wipes them away and we won't have them no more. But I was thinking, man, what about the good stuff? I would, the good stuff he would speak to us when we get a hold of this thing and in our lives and just uh, pour out our hearts to him and and learn how to be passionate and uh, um, I just pray that this uh, word from God today just um, it's it's a life-changing word and I just hope that um, everybody that that heard it know it was Jesus and that it will change your life um, so let's close in prayer unless anybody's got anything Father God, you are an awesome, amazing God, Father Lord. Serving you, Father Lord, is there's nothing else like it, Lord. Loving you and you loving me, Lord God. And I know how you love everybody here, Lord God, in our congregation, Father Lord. So God, just just teach us, Father Lord. Speak to our spirits, Father Lord. Lead us and guide us, Lord. And God, just protect us as we drive home, Father Lord. And and people drive to Evansville, Lord, and I pray for the service over there, God, that the that the fire, Lord, will come down over there, Father, Lord Jesus, God, and uh, uh, people will be obedient, Lord, and uh, what you tell them to do today, I believe that it can make a huge difference in the service in Evansville today is, is people being obedient, Lord, and uh, so, God, I just give the rest of the day, the rest of the new services, Father, to you in your precious name, Lord, and we love you, and everybody said, amen.